In this episode of The Coach's Trail, Matt and Jeff talk about staying grounded in this time of unpredictability. They also build off episode four and talk about the power that people and places have on nourishing us, helping us elevate and reach our peak potential. And as always, there's a call to action at the end. So stick around and let's get started. Welcome to The Coach's Trail, Episode 5. I'm your host, Jeff Sari, and my co-host here, Mr. Schmitty. What is up, everyone? Excited to be here today. We are excitable men, and we're totally excited to bring this podcast to the world. And we're up to Episode 5, which is really cool. And we have been on a journey together thus far. I've had some really amazing uh, connections and conversations and insights. I know... I'm a better person because of our time together. Mm, I appreciate that. And uh, it's definitely a mutual feeling. And like you had mentioned in a previous podcast, we hadn't had a ton of time to hang out in person, not because of COVID, but because of <laughs> just our life paths. But recently, we got to meet up in Maine at this uh, beautiful little island. So I'm really thankful for that. Like, happen chance uh, per your recommendation. That's a beautiful spot, Herman Island up in Maine. And uh, glad I could see you there, dude. Shh, don't tell too many people about it. <laughs> Did I say Herman Island? I meant uh, Acadia uh, <laughs> National Park. Yeah. Yeah. It was really serendipitous to see you. And uh, it's just really awesome. And just shows how our paths are so intertwined, right? That we're actually vacation with our families at the same place, which is pretty cool. And we came back with some real insights and I want to kind of jump into the centering question that you really helped to inspire in the format of our podcast is, you know, today it's like, where is your energy at lately? You know, we just got back from this vacation. I mean, I was gone for 11 days. Uh, I can't say off the grid, but as my wife says, out of America, even though Maine's in America, it's like, we're, we're off the beaten path. Right. And you were gone for a handful of days, a few days. And like, Whatever the time frame is, we came back with feeling treasured, you know, feeling that that treasure of a, of a time. And so like suspending the norm, maybe. So, you know, where's your energy at since that was just last week? Where are you at these days? Yeah, no, I love that. And I think the the where are you as you say it that and where's my energy at? I mean, I love that thinking of like when we were up there in Maine, there was so much new exploring going on. And it was literally like I was trying to figure out where I was. So on this little island, I was exploring around and I was in, you know, Head Beach. And then I crawled over this dune and I was in uh, Sand Dune Beach. And then you go over this next little thing and it's like these little lagoons. And it's like, where am I? You know, and so that's really cool. Right. And then the energy is so easy there. This is one day, actually, I remember and I was boogie boarding and body surfing with my daughter. And man, I was so free, right? Just the waves. And I'll ha I'll say, like, I know when things get busy, which is where that shift is this week, I'm not just out in the waves with the sun coming in and laughing and just getting free like that on my day to day. And uh, that's where I was at there. So I was grateful for that time. But I came out of the water at one point, you know, been in there about an hour. And I came out and I'm like, that's not my standard because it was probably about six o'clock at that point, right? I'll tell you, when I go home at six o'clock tonight, <laughs> I won't feel like I was coming out of those waves, right? So 
I, I don't know if that explains exactly where my energy's at, but certainly in that day to day, it's it's different, you know. So I'm glad I got rested, um, but it's certainly interesting how to bring that energy together with more of the week to week at work and with family. That's beautiful. How about, how about yourself? Yeah, no, I, I, that's right where I'm at. I love what you said too. New exploring. It's like when you're in a different place, especially in a beautiful place like that, there's all sorts of things. Like we found starfish and sea urchins. And like you said, little tidal pools on the other side of this rock formation that there were no other humans and the, the open ocean is right there. It's like, like you said, that's a great word is easy. And because you're suspending the norm, right? It's, it's uh, we're stepping out of our day-to-day reality and all the responsibilities that we have. And yeah, sure. You still got to make meals, but like you're not answering to a boss or, you know, all your bills are hopefully paid while you're gone. And like, you're, you're cool. Right. And you get to spend that precious time. And, and I had that as well. And I'm feeling that same juxtaposition of, of almost even a deeper life uh, question is like, what, what am I doing? Right. So it's different than who am I? It's what am I, I mean, who am I, but what am I doing? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah, I'm a coach and I'm a teacher and I'm a husband and all the roles we've talked about. And it's like, yeah, but is that it? You know, mm-hmm. is, is there more? And, you know, it's like our young audience, they're listening, they get into college and they're like, wow, I, I'm I'm changing things up. It's like, is this really what I want to do? And that's the world you work in, too, is like student nutrition. And, you know, so I think at any age we're asking these questions. It's just dramatic for me coming off this 11 day vacation to be like, Wow, I'm back in America now, really? When I love the uh, what am I doing? Like, where do I want to go? You know, what what do I want? And I think what's interesting to think about it from our perspective, but then like you were saying to the listeners too, maybe if you're in college or just getting out of college, there's these different tides. So I'm going to stay with the uh, ocean theme there, right? When I was body surfing, you had to get that timing of the tides right. But I got very little control of that. <laughs> now, I can time my wave right and not wipe out, you know, every time. But I think we kick it over to the life thought, right? Like these tides come in and out. And where do I want to be? You know, what do I want to be doing? Those are great questions to wrestle with. Just like when those waves, it's like, how do you not get overwhelmed by the tidal wave and surf, you know? And so that takes some skill and some thinking. So, but it's not always perfect. That's not always something you're just going to get right. Like in one day, the magic potion, if you figure that out. (laughs) Well, a hallmark of, and and another beautiful part of what you brought to the podcast, like we saw in episode four with Ashley and Kelsey is that the value of relationships. And like we saw with Bailey, like the mentors or the, the relationships on our path that help us like just me and you getting on this podcast before we hit record and just debriefing about where I'm feeling and, and, you know, the edges I'm feeling into right now that are pretty deep and you holding space for that and then mirroring that with your own challenges. I feel, I feel way more uh, centered and that's why we're doing this anyway. Yeah. And, and if you're up for it, that leads me right into realer than real. Yep. Because I, I, I feel centered um, I feel like that's why we wrestle with those questions. And then what a great real than real to then reel in our relationships, <laughs> right? We'll get like eight reels in there. But the uh, the realer than real this meet was for me was actually a story about, you know, going up to this island, right? And, and what I wanted to bring up was, you know, we were exploring all around and one day we go up to um, Bath, you know, I'll, I'll get people moving up that way, away from the island. And they had this maritime museum, which was, you know, this old ship 
town and like where all these ships were built and this museum was beautiful, but you could take a cruise. And I was like, you know what? We're going to splurge and do it. And we got out on the water and it was beautiful, right? The girl's hair were blowing in the wind. We're out on this Kennebec River. And, and the guy's telling us the history too. So he's driving, right? We're just in for the ride. We're cruising. And what's beautiful is he's telling us the history of all this stuff. And we come in this one part of the river and there's these two lighthouses and one, I mean, lighthouse is just beautiful, right? And it's just the image of that too, uh, in terms of perspective. But what the reason there was two is one was at the sea level and then the other was a hundred feet above it and like, you know, probably a quarter mile behind it. And the ships that would come in from the ocean into this river, the idea was basically, and you can't see my hands doing this as I'm talking, <laughs> we'll get a visual, right? Is that, you know, if the ship was lined up with that in the middle of the river, that's where the 60 foot deep water was, then they were safe. But if they were out of line with those two lights, then they were going to be in the shallow, unsafe water. And so this was this, to me, this imagery, this analogy, it's like, oh, when I'm thinking about things in the future and when I'm trying to figure stuff out, it's like, what's my lighthouse? What's my guidepost that I can see? And then it's not just one thing. What gets that aligned for me? Right. And then on the other side of the coin is then when we got back to the dock, you know, they're working against this current. They get this rope out onto the, the dock and then they're putting the anchor down to get us grounded. And to me, that's these two forces, these lighthouses and anchors. Right. And, and I think I'd kick it over to like, how does that equate over to relationships? Yeah, that's that's profound, man. I love that. And I love that we think in pictures uh, together. I love the, the picture of that juxtaposition of. You know, you've got the anchor, the anchor uh, lighthouse, and you've got the the future lighthouse. And when those things are aligned, then you're you're on steady on your course, right? Otherwise, you could go ground on the rocks, which probably happened before. That's why they made those things, right? And, and like, where, and where do we go aground? You know, and like again, back and back to the centering question. I feel somewhat that my boat is adrift and and, and heading for the rocks sometimes. You know, and yeah, to, to, to go into relationships and maybe we'll segue into the vision wheel, but um, I'll put the question back on you. Like how, how do relationships, you know, parlay into that metaphor for you? Well, uh, on, on a simple level, I'll say, so I know with, with my wife, and I think we've talked about this before on here, is that we, we do a habit of reading in the morning. And I don't know if we talk about it on the podcast or you and I just talked about that, but that's a morning ritual for us. So we don't hit it every day, but most days. And so anyway, when we get that reading in, you know, some days it can kind of feel rote, like, oh, we got to do our reading. We're having our coffee. But other days it's just like, it's nice, right? We've got our coffee. We open up the book. We just read. And then we talk about it. And, and that is when it gets real, right? Because, oh, what did you think about that? And, you know, we have that little moment. Sometimes it's five minutes. Sometimes it's 20. But that's very anchoring for me. And I really need that, right? More than I realized, you know, probably a couple of years ago. Um, and then there's several people, you being one of them, um, my boss being another one that really are kind of typically challenging me more in that future sense. Oh, I got to get out on the edge of myself here. We're creating thinking in like, you, I loved how you just said, like thinking in images, right? Thinking in pictures, you know? So anyway, that's just a couple ways, right? Those different people in my life, but it definitely helps to think about it that way. I haven't even thought about that that much, like how people provide that differently for me. Yeah, you? You know, yeah, I love that. It's uh, I'm going to segue into the vision wheel. And I think, you know, relationships as as the social piece of the, the pie, you know, remember the vision wheel has eight components, arbitrary mm -hmm. social is one of them. And, you know, family, friends, groups you're involved in, all these kind of things. 
uh, fall into that social bucket. So I, I, I'm going to talk about that. And it's related to what you're saying is that I'm, I'm not an island unto myself. You know, like I have all of these relationships in my life. And sometimes we don't realize how profound that is. We feel alone, isolated. And this came uh, to me, I, I met with a client just before this podcast, and he's feeling adrift a little bit as well. So it's like, is the blind leading the blind? <laughs> but, you know, I asked him, like, well, who are the people in your life? And he spouted off a whole bunch. And then secondary friends who, like, recently wished him a happy birthday. He's like, wow, we are so connected. But yet we're uh, left to our own devices in our mind. We can feel that isolation. And that's kind of what I was feeling in Maine. And I realized in Maine that I have a powerful network around me that, like you, can help me process my feelings and that it's okay. Like who I am right now, because of these questions I'm asking, is going to help me be better tomorrow because I'm realigning those lighthouses. Mm. And the anchors for me are those uh, strong knit, really helpful, supportive even challenging people like you uh, to to keep me sane. I guess that's the way to put it. Oh, I, and I love that. Uh, I just watched somebody the other day talking about sanity as part of the equation of return on investment. He's like, often people are trying to figure out all these different investments and, and you know what your goals are. And he's like, you better have sanity in that equation. And I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like most people can appreciate that, right? Because we say, oh, yeah, we sign up for this. We sign up for that. And the next thing we know, we're two, three weeks into something and we're like, whoo, that candle's burning. Um, but before we shift to the next one, I just wanted to say I do remember when I was thinking of that anchor analogy that sometimes my relationships, if those responsibilities feel so heavy, like you were saying how they can be very profound and powerful. I know on the other side, sometimes I'll feel isolated and then sometimes I'll feel weighed down. I think what's really helped me lately, like that's, you know, in an unhealthy place, like, oh man, I'm, why is this feeling heavy? You know, is the word that comes to mind. And I think something that's really helped me lately is I used to think, oh, I've got to get rid of some responsibility. Well, I'm not going to get rid of some of my responsibility. I'm not going to get rid of father. <laughs> I'm not going to get rid of husband, right? <laughs> and which tough to think, but I mean, those feel heavy like that some days. And what's really helped lately is authenticity, being real. So if I'm feeling, wait, hey, let me go talk to my daughter. You know what? That's, but how do I do that without irritating her? You know, oh, this has been really bothering me. So maybe I take her out to do something special that she likes. And then at some point, you know, I don't drop a bomb on her, but <laughs> you know, this has been tough lately. You know, how do we solve this together? So anyway, I know, uh, yeah. Well, we're going to, we're going to talk too about skill-based things like how to communicate with a loved one on this, on, on future podcasts, right? We're going to have all sorts of different tips, tricks, strategies, techniques. And that's people one of them. That, people know that communicating with loved ones just happens by magic. You know, it's just the love, the love language is flow and it's no conflict ever. Right? <laughs> well, by the way, thanks for uh, really reminding me is like, I do want to, start implementing something with my wife, like around maybe even a book or maybe doing yoga together or something, just some way, because you would ask me the question, well, when's the last time you connected, you know? And I'm like, well, we had a little time in Maine, but not like, you know, a regular date night, you know, the listeners out there probably don't have kids, you know, they're in a different life situation, but when you have kids, it's a whole different reality and different context, which I'm thrilled about. 
and it does feel heavy sometimes. So like, what are those even uh, practical things we can do, like centering and on a book for 10 minutes and really orienting each other? That's, that's freaking awesome. Well, it's a straight trade because you, you turned me onto our family vacation and which my family loved. So I will, we'll call that even. And then for the current, you know, listeners, if they're in college or just out, if they don't have kids yet, then to me, there is those things. When do the time they spend in their relationships feel real, right? Sometimes I know I've heard from some of them that, oh, I'm going out or I'm doing this or that. And it's just, you know, they're having fun, but it might not be actually nourishing them in that little bit deeper way. And I think that leads us into our next piece, which is, you know, the title of our original podcast. We we shortened it. it used to be the Coach's Trail You. Yep. So why did we change it? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Why do we do anything we're doing? Um, you know, I think that uh, one, it was it was a little bit kind of tough to wrap the head around. Wait, the coaches trail you? Are we trailing you? Uh, it's a little bit longer title versus just oh, there's this trail which is all about you. Meaning there's us, but there's also these current college grads or current college students and them exploring themselves, right? But we're exploring you know ourselves still right now too, as they can hear. So it's like a leading from behind leading by example, but we feel like that could be uh, implied versus, you know, necessarily put out there. Right. Yeah. And just to be clear, the U is not Y-O-U, but a big U, the letter U and kind of to signify also that just like I was saying before, like we thought of it also as a university, you know, like a place where college age adults can come for resources and techniques and skills and connection and community and so this kind of university where that happens, like the college that we teach at, you know, and so not only are we trailing you and we're also on the trail, there's also this plethora of a toolbox to draw from, because if you only have a hammer, everything's a nail, right? So we need all sorts of tools to be a carpenter or whatever analogy. If you're a golfer, you can't just play with a seven iron, uh, although, although Tiger Woods could beat me when golf with just a seven iron. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's the bar. Oh, yeah. And I just got to play actually yesterday uh, with my father-in-law, my uh, brother-in-law's to his is my niece. So his daughter, they're getting married on um, Saturday. It's going to be small. We're not actually going to be there. So we played golf ahead of time. Uh, And you could have beat me with a seven iron yesterday. (laughs) So but I love what you said about um, thinking about it as university. But when you said the word place. You know, I thought about, oh, wow, you know, you got this toolbox or tools or skills on the one side, but then you've got this place and this community, you know, so we're talking about relationships and it's like how those go hand in hand, right? It's like, here's me over here working on my skills and my tools, but who's my team? Who's my trail team, right? And um, I think often when I think about exploring you or like myself, you know, when we're talking that way, I often think about it in isolation about myself. And I often forget the the community, the larger you. I think, you know, hopefully the listeners can hear that, that there's there's that kind of paradoxical way of seeing that, that those are both at play as we're as we're going through that discovery. And it's really tricky, I think, to find that line of what's for me to take on and what do I need to ask for help on? Mm. And I love what you're saying, too, is, you know, even the physical place, like what what is supporting? I think most of us are trying to get better, to get stronger, to have more meaning and connection and love. And even some of the physical places that we're inhabiting, like you said, maybe certain parties that you go to or whatever, 
they're, they're, yeah, they're fun, but they're not quite nourishing. And if that's all you're doing, then it's lopsided. Like where are those places that really sustain you, you know, like a yoga studio or the gym or taking walks with your friends or you, you know, with your family doing the four or the challenge. And we're going to segue into kind of a call to action, uh, you know, the four peaks, right? Four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's nourishing you. And that, that's a place based. Yeah, it's trails and hence the name of our podcast. Oh, yeah. No, the environment matters. You know, the one thing I think on this section to kind of go to closing is I wasn't sure if I was going to bring it up, but I was I've been watching The Last Dance, you know, and, and with Michael Jordan, it's this documentary on the bulls of the 80s. And you want to talk about excellence and you talked about Tiger Woods. I mean, whoo, the bar was up there. But I think the cool thing about the environment when he first came in from college, interestingly enough, so his transition out of college to the pros was pretty profound. And that original Bulls team was a bunch of partiers. Was They weren't focused. They were all everything but playing basketball. And he isolated himself from them. He didn't, when he went to the hotel rooms, he wouldn't go into those rooms. He's like, I'm going to get arrested if I'm caught, even with these guys not doing anything, which is kind of wild to think about. But the environment mattered. You know, so he made that conscious choice. And I think it was a good one. And then how the Bulls then later that environment, that locker room changed with Phil Jackson and some of the stuff he was focused on. So anyway, but I really like what you're saying about paying attention to the environments you're in and what kind of relationships are there. Really cool. Yeah. So maybe that's a segue to our call to action, right? Because you you came up with a good frame for that. Yeah. So we did a little four week challenge with um, Randy Pierce, who we talked about before and who we'll have on uh, soon enough. It, we'll, we'll be able to stop talking behind his back which he'll chuckle about (laughs) all good things, of course. But my four week challenge was 40 trails in four weeks and then four more peaks. And the four more peaks were to include my family because the challenge was fitness and it actually was kind of teed up this way. Fitness was the primary focus, including my family though, as well. So that I was doing some challenging, you know, hikes with them as well. I'll say it was an amazing challenge. I got after the key goal was that it had to be 40 minutes or more on each trail. I couldn't just, you know, go drive by a trail and hop out of the car, <laughs> get back in. Beaver, Beaver Brook Falls was a huge find, by the way, in Keene. It's like, what, a 15, 20-minute hike one way, and then you drop into this little valley, and you're in 100-foot rocks with a little 30-foot falls. Beautiful, right? Didn't even know we there. So that was one of my 40 trails. I did Surrey Dam. So some beautiful spots, but the key was actually my one takeaway with Randy, the accountability partner was huge. Randy as a partner was a powerful partner, um, just holding me accountable and challenging me, but being there for me in a supporting, nurturing way, right? Playing both those roles. But my one big takeaway was the summit. I didn't summit with my family. And it was that, you know, we went to go do Pacman Adnock and Peterborough in the same day. And the girls, actually the wedding I was talking about, Ashton, my niece, she had her bridal shower that morning. They were in the sun for like three hours. The girls were toast and they came back and we were supposed to go do this hike. And I was like, I don't think I'm dragging them through that. That's going to kill them. So we just went to Peterborough instead. And I counted that as a, as a trail. We had some ice cream. We went down by the river there. It was a great day with family. Um, and I talked to Randy about that and he said, no, no, it's probably better. You didn't have summit fever. And so it was this, you know, whole takeaway that sometimes the peaks we don't finish are some of the most important ones because you didn't force it. You didn't add that extra risk. So anyway, that's my story, but what's the challenge to the folks, right? Yeah, I love it. And you're adding in so many cool elements. you like, you know, what's the challenge? You know, like what bucket does that fall in for you? Is the physical maybe or even social component with your family? 
And then, you know, who's the accountability part and who's holding you true to that, putting your feet to the fire? What's the outcome of that, right, of, of that whole journey? And uh, also just being gentle with yourself that you may not make the exact record of the of the duplicate from the outcome you wanted, but you got it and you improvise along the trail, right? You weren't going to subject your daughters to that, to more blazing sun, right? So I think that's awesome. So if listeners could take a piece of the wellness wheel, if that's something around your physical body or gearing up for school, you know, what does that, what does that look like? You know, to really do a full court press, to do a, uh, an inventory of something that's going to take you to the next level within the next couple of weeks. And then who can help you along that path, right? And then we don't know, if it's going to come to pass, hopefully it does. And then what's the outcome of that, right? We're always about learning here on, on the coach's trail. It's never about blame and judgment. It's about what do you want? Let's go get it. Let's find a supportive tribe or supportive person to help and then assess the outcomes and then get on with it for the next round. And what's cool is we can have multiple goals and multiple areas of the wellness wheel, which you and I do, right? And most people do without even articulating it. So I would say find one thing specifically that it's going to take you to the next level, find a a buddy system and then assess it in a few weeks. You know, what's cool about it. I think when they find the one thing, it's going to go back to the centering question. If it was fitness for me, which it was. And I said, where am I at? And I wasn't happy with where I was at. Mm. I wanted that to change. So then it was, where do I want to go? You know, and I think that's funny that it loops back to that, but I think that would help folks. Where am I at? And if you're looking at that wheel and saying one of these is somewhere I'm a little unsatisfied with, we got you, right? Like find that person in your life that can help you listening to this, you know, and, and finding that motivation to get you to where you want to be. And it doesn't have to be perfect, but you check back in two, three, four weeks later. Okay, now we know more, right? It's awesome. And I'd, I'd end with uh, write it down. You know, it it becomes more real when it's on on some form, you know, whether that's on your phone, you speak into your phone or you write it on a piece of paper, a journal, whatever it is. You know, it makes it a little bit more real because you're kind of, quote unquote, committing to do that and it gives you energy and focus. Oh, yeah, man, you can we can be uh, supportive and nurturing, you know, in our in the way we help each other. But we got a challenge if we don't have a scoreboard. You know, and if we're not being real, then we really don't know what's real in there. So I, I love that challenge of making sure you get, you know, clear on uh, what you're doing. Cool. Schmitty, as always, it is my utmost divine pleasure to be in your presence, my friend. Likewise, Star Dog. We're going to wrap on that, right? All right. We'll, uh, we'll sign off for now. And until next time, folks, peace. Take care, folks.